Hello and welcome to Kevin's Podcast Show. I'm your host, Kevin Marshall. Thank you for tuning in. I want to thank everybody that's been listening to the show for the last little bit. I want to thank my tens and tens of listeners out there. I want to thank you for sharing it with everybody that you know. If you've not shared it with anybody yet, be sure and share it with somebody. But I have a little bit of news to announce. I'm going to take a about, I'm going to say about two weeks off. Uh, I'm going to try to put out episode 9, which is this episode, and episode 10. I'm going to try to put out 10 episodes, and then we're going to take a little bit of a break. Uh, I've got a lot of uh, work coming up, my regular job. Um, got a lot of days scheduled for that, and I've got to prepare. Uh, as some of you may know, I'm going to be going to um, Mexico to Tijuana and having a bit of surgery down there, and I should be in the recovery mode for that for about six weeks. And uh, during that six weeks, I intend to come back full force with the podcast. I'm going to try to revamp a few things. I'm going to try a little, little bit, things a little bit different today anyway. Trying to make the show more svelte, more sleek, more aerodynamic, to reduce that drag coefficient and try to make everything run a little more smoothly. Don't worry, though. We're not going to get rid of the Unknown Rednecks comments. He's uh, been a huge supporter of the show, and I can't thank him enough. And also, I want to know about his stove fund and, uh, you know, well, his daughter's Canadian boyfriend. That sounds interesting. And Kurt Ankle got a job at the uh, video game store. I mean, there's lots of news going on with Unknown Redneck. We can't not have him have an update. I mean, you know. So we'll we'll be doing that, but I've thought about it, and I've thought about it, and I've thought about these top five stories on the Fox News and the CNN News app. I'm going to reduce it down to a couple stories, maybe one or two, maybe three. I don't know. I've not really decided yet. I think today I might just try a couple. But the reason why is because I realize that on these apps, they just go right down that rabbit hole, <laughs> excuse me, down that rabbit hole of being opinion, 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 opinion. And I'm giving you my opinion. I don't need to tell you somebody else's opinion. So we're going to try to stick to stories that are truthful, factual stories. Maybe they're bent on it, but it's not an analysis of something or an opinion piece or something like that. So with that said, we're going to start today's program with CNN CNN versus versus Fox Fox News. News. I guess we'll go ahead and start with the Fox News app. I did say that I was going to try to... uh, Start with one or the other each week or each episode and try to start them back and forth one way or another. But, you know, I really can't remember all that stuff. So I'm just going to go with the one that I have open right now. So we're going to start with Fox News. The first story that they have is headlined March of the Migrant. Hundreds of Hondurans head for the U.S. border in mass migration march, report says. Hundreds of Honduran migrants are headed for the United States border just days after Vice President Pence sat down with the Central American country's leader, urging him to take a tougher stance on mass migration. At least 1,300 people, including young children, left San Pedro Sula in northern Honduras on Saturday in what some are calling the March of the Migrant. The organizer told the news agency that the group plans to march through Guatemala and into Mexico. From there, participants 
participants will request refugee status, which would allow them to stay in the country, or they will apply for a visa to pass through into the United States. The development came just days after Pence met with the Honduran president and the vice president, asking them to step up and help combat illegal immigration in return for help from the United States. Well, first of all, if they get into Mexico and they get some kind of refugee status, then that's not illegal immigration. So right off the bat, they're they're framing this story in the wrong way, if you ask me. Fox News is doing a disservice to the people who are actually trying to read this and get information. Of course, there's a lot of sycophants out there who'll just listen to anything that they say and believe anything they say. And secondly, if they get into Mexico, and if they're granted refugee status, then if they apply for visas into the United States and are granted those visas under some kind of a hardship because Honduras is covered up with all kinds of violence and corruption and, and all that sort of thing. So if they grant them visa status for whatever reason, see, that's not illegal immigration. So, I mean, it was worth mentioning that Pence had went down there and wanted the president and the vice president to tamp down on illegal immigration. I get that, but... To say that this is, is what this is, it's not. These people are planning to go get refugee status and try to get visas into the United States. So, that's the top story. And let's just do one more from, uh, well, we'll do two more from Fox News, and then we'll do three from CNN. Number two from Fox News is uh, Kamala Harris, a sharp critic of Trump and Kavanaugh plans visits to Iowa and other states raising speculation about a 2020 run. Well, obviously, if somebody's visiting Iowa and they're from California, which this lady's a senator from California, if she's a senator from California and she's visiting Iowa, she's not visiting for their rice and cheese and corn or whatever the hell Iowa's famous for. I don't know, being flat. But anyway, it says that uh, U.S. Senator Kamala Harris, Democrat from North, from California, drew attention and criticism for her exchanges with Brett Kavanaugh during a Senate panel's hearing on Kavanaugh's nomination to the Supreme Court. If you watched that, you obviously saw a little bit of tear back and forth between the two. In what will likely stoke speculation about a possible or potential 2020 presidential run, Harris of California plans to visit several states, including Iowa, later this month ahead of the midterm election. Well, then she must be either not up for re-election this year or her seat's pretty safe. Probably not up for re-election. I'm not going to go into that. I mean, who cares? It's 2018. We've got two more years before the elections come around. Man, let's just let's just take a chill pill for a little while. That's what I say. All right. And we're going to do one more. This is an opinion piece. Again, you go down through there on these apps and and you don't get solid stories. You get opinion pieces. But this is, I, I read this opinion piece earlier today. It was under a different headline, but, you know, it's interesting. Uh, President Trump freed me from prison. I'm glad he wants to give other nonviolent offenders their freedom. On June 6th, this lady is Alice Marie Johnson, and she's writing this, and she said, On June 6th, I walked out of prison as a free woman after serving almost 22 years of my life sentence on a first-time nonviolent drug conviction. Thanks to a decision by President Trump to commute my sentence to time served. I was thrilled to hear the president say this week that he was looking to give early release to additional nonviolent prisoners like me. Now, she goes on to say that she had the opportunity 
whenever Obama was in office because he was doing much the same thing. He was, they were going through and, and profiling some of these nonviolent first-time offenders, maybe for drug convictions and that sort of thing, that had extremely long sentences and commuting those sentences. Not, not pardoning them, but, uh, you know, getting them out of there because, well, here's the deal. And, it, and I'm just going to go off on this just a little bit right here. I just want to say a, a, just a little bit about this. I want to say that I'm a libertarian. I made that very clear in the first episode of this podcast, and I, I guess I'm going to try to make it more and more clear as I go down the line and try to give that kind of view whenever I'm looking at the news. But I'm going to tell you right now that this whole thing pisses me off, and it makes me angry to think that these people are going to jail for doing drugs. Now, I'm not talking about selling drugs. We can get into that whole conversation if you want to, but I'm talking about the actual users of the drug. Tell me what sense and how logical it makes, what kind of sense and logic that it makes for me to go out as a police officer. If I were a police officer and I went out and I arrested somebody for smoking marijuana, they got a couple of doobies in their pocket, and I arrest them for having drug paraphernalia and drugs on them, or they've got a crack rock in their pocket and a pipe, and I arrest them for that, or they've got some oxys in their pocket and a straw, and they've been crushing them and snorting them up, or they've got some opanas that they've been shooting up, they got a needle in their pocket, and all this kind of thing. Tell me how that is that that's logical to lock these people up. Tell me how that's fair. When on just the other side of that door, you have alcoholics who drink themselves to death, and you have people who smoke cigarettes and use nicotine and they kill themselves that way either through their lung cancer or COPD or emphysema or congestive heart failure or at all, all that stuff. Or people who go down and eat fast food every day of their lives and they become obese and they get coronary artery disease and they get they develop diabetes and they get hypertension and they get kidney disease and they end up on dialysis. Because you can't tell me that those things that we've decided as a society are legal is any worse than somebody using heroin. And let me be clear about this. If we're going to say as a society it's okay for you to eat processed meats and fast food and high fructose corn syrup and all these things and develop obesity and diabetes, diabetes, diabetes and hypertension and kidney disease and all the things that go along with it, if you're going to tell me that it's okay as a society, we've decided that it's okay if you want to get cigarettes and use nicotine and all the tar and the stuff that goes along with it and the nasty disgustingness that goes, dis, disgustingness that goes along with that, and you develop congestive heart failure or emphysema, which ironically is the two things that killed my mother and my father because they smoked unfiltered camel cigarettes their entire lives. My mother died at 54 with congestive heart failure. My dad died at 63 with emphysema, COPD. And it was all because they smoked them cigarettes. And these people that take alcohol 
and then they drink and drink and drink and drink and drink and drink until their liver's gone and it's hard as a rock and they could use it to anchor a boat it's so hard and heavy and then it doesn't work all those drugs that we've decided and all those things that are bad for us we've decided as a society are okay but if you smoke marijuana we're gonna put you in jail Use Opanus, we're going to put you in jail. Use crack, we're going to put you in jail. It doesn't make sense. It does not make sense to me, and you'll never get to make sense to me. Like I said, we can have a conversation about whether distributing should be a crime. So, okay, if you want to have that conversation, we can do that. We can do that one. But you can't tell me that somebody that's got a couple of doobies in their pocket ends up going to jail... But the guy with a fifth of liquor doesn't end up going to jail. And don't spout to me all the things that happen about how drug users, they they turn to crime because they've got to support their habit. There's plenty of people out there who steal things and do shitty things to other people to try to support their alcohol and c- cigarette habit. So that argument's not going to fly either. This whole thing just pisses me off. It just makes me mad that our government overreaches and tries to tell us how to do things. And if they're going to go ahead and tell people how to do things, then let's just start us off right off the damn... Just let's start off right at the very beginning. The day you turn 18 years old, mandatory, make it go where you go into the doctor's office and the doctor does a, a workup on you, and he says, hey, here's the diet that you are required to have by the government. These are the things that are healthy. Because you can't tell people how to live their lives in this country so far. I just think that it's pretty shitty. It's pretty shitty the way they do things. All right, we're going to go on to the CNN app and do a couple stories from them, but I, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to figure out some other way to do this. I can't even do five stories. I can't do. I can't even do three stories out of CNN. I couldn't do three stories out of Fox. Their third story was an uh, an opinion piece. The top story, the very top story, the top news on the CNN app is an analysis. Uh, you remember we told you about the Saudi Arabian um, reporter that mysteriously disappeared in the Saudi consulate in Turkey, Turkey, and it was uh, assumed that he was killed, and now there's a big hubbubaloo over that and and all that sort of thing. Well, here's the analysis. I'm not going to read the story. I'm just going to read you the headline. When Kashagi, that's the guy, Jamal Kashagi, when Kashagi mystery is solved, the story doesn't end. And what they're going to allude to is that the United States has a, a, a specifically Donald Trump has a very close relationship with the Saudis, and if it turns out that the Saudi government, indeed the crown prince of of Saudi Arabia, is the one that ordered this murder, how are we going to deal with it? And of course it's going to be, I'm not going to read it. I'm just not going to read it. It's an analysis, people. It's not happened yet. They're doing voodoo. They're doing some kind of ESP or some bullshit like that. They're just speculating speculative news that's what it is and it's not news and it's the damn headline okay let me scroll on down here okay here we go this is this is not really a story 
I don't know why people get pissed off at this. New York Times, Kushner, and uh, if you don't know who Kushner is, Jared Kushner is the son-in-law of Donald Trump. He's married to uh, Ivana, Ivanka, Ivanka Trump. That's his daughter. Well, she's Ivanka Kushner. But anyway, uh, they both work in the White House, and Jared Kushner is evidently one of the um, closest advisors to the president. Okay? So, according to the New York Times, Jared Kushner likely paid almost no federal income taxes for years. Jared Kushner, whose net worth is nearly $324 million, appears to have paid almost no income taxes from 2009 to 2016. The president's son-in-law and advisor's low tax bill resulted from a common tax-minimizing maneuver. Common. Key word there. And nothing in the documents suggests that Kushner or his company at the time broke the law. Nothing suggests that he broke the law, the Times reported. So why are you reporting it? That's not even a damn story. That's like saying, hey, Joe Blow out here, he took a a deduction on his farm equipment so he doesn't have to pay as much taxes on his farm. No shit. Just like everybody else. If I go to my accountant and he says, hey, I've got a deduction for you and you can pay two, $300 less on your income tax, it's just a matter of scale, folks. That's the problem. See, they're really pissed off because he may, he's worth $324 million. That's where the, the, the problem comes in. If he was worth $324,000... Or $32,000, they wouldn't give a shit because it's not big numbers. And if those people that were worth 32000 or 324000 were using the same tactics, the common deductions, note that the, they actually used the words common deductions and that there was no breaking of the law. They used that in the story. How is that even a news story? The man didn't make $324 million being stupid. Jesus. Okay. All right, one more. Maybe I I did three on them. I could do three on this one, I guess. Okay, this is a story. Now, as you know, the stock market had a little bit of what uh, Trump called a market correction, but dropped like 800 points, and then it rebounded on Friday anyway. So, I mean, it didn't come all the way back up, but, I mean, it, it gained a lot of it back. So here's the headline. Stocks couldn't rise forever. Here's what's going on. Neither the stock market nor President Donald Trump are pleased with the Federal Reserve right now. The fear among both camps is that the Fed is ending the era of easy money too quickly. Rising rates sent stocks spiraling lower, lower this week, prompting Trump to say the Fed has gone crazy and is out of control. Stocks bounced back on Friday, but it still suffered their worst week since march see before that they were all going oh it's the worst dip that they've ever seen but now it's you know it's the worst week that the stock market took a plunge but basically what it boils down to is the federal reserve which by the way is not a government entity i just want you all to know that if you look on your money if you pull out a if any of you folks out there still use folding money pull out your dollar bills your five dollar bills and all that and look over there on the right side on the front where the president or uh one of the founding father dudes is on the front one of the dead presidents as they call them not all of them's presidents but look on the front 
look to the left side, I believe it's on the left side, and there'll be a little thing, and it says, what a Federal Reserve note. That's not United States currency. That's what we accept as currency, but it is a Federal Reserve note. And if you want to do a little research on that, the Federal Reserve is not an entity of the United States. It is a private bank, and they're the ones that issue our currency, and they're also the ones that control interest rates, which in turn makes everybody nervous or happy, bullish or bearish on the stock market. So whenever interest rates go up, people in the stock market get nervous. They tend to sell off a bunch of crap, and the stock prices go down. So there you go. All right, we're going to take just a little bit of break, and uh, we're going to hear from the unknown redneck, and then I'll be back on the other side. See you in just a couple of minutes. Hey, friends, I'm back again. It's Unknown Redneck here, and I've I got an update for you. I'm just going to tell you right now, we have come up with the money to buy us a new stove, and hallelujah, there won't be no more burnt biscuits, I hope. So, while Kevin takes his break down there in New Mexico, doing that thing that he's going to do down there, whatever it is, I guess he'll tell you about it, we're going to be getting us a new stove, because by then, we'll have enough money. I worked a little extra overtime down there at the woodworking shop. I make a good check anyway, and that extra time that I put in down there, I believe, with Kurt Angle working down there at the video game store, and Starla Jean kicking in on her Hardy's check, I believe we're going to have us enough in the next week or so. So we're going to go down there and get us a new stove, and honey, I'm excited about it. And so is Cheryl. Cheryl's real excited about it. She loves a good stove, and honey, she can cook like it ain't nobody's business. And I just want to update you real quick. I did tell you last time that Starla Jean had her a man. She was a sparking a little bit. Well, I found out his name is Gene Luke. Gene Luke. I think I'll just call him Luke. I think, I don't know, maybe Gene Luke. Gene Luke. I don't know. I'm going to call him something. But anyhow, after we get that stove in there, I reckon we're going to invite that youngin' over for dinner, and I'm going to size him up. And when I size him up, I'll let you know how it goes. And I reckon Kurt Angle is a doing a good job down there at that video game store. They done made him a salesman. They put him right up front because I reckon he knows all about them darn video games. And that's a good thing. So we're all doing good here. Just a little short update on the old Unknown Redneck's home front. I appreciate y'all listening. And I'm an Unknown Redneck, and you know where I am. Well, I appreciate that, Unknown Redneck, and I'm glad you all getting your new stove. That's wonderful good news, and I'm sure you're tired of burnt biscuits, and I would be too. All right, folks, our next segment's called Something Great in a Volunteer State, and I don't have an opening for that yet, so we'll just say here it is. Dateline, Knoxville, Tennessee. The UT Balls have defeated number 21 Auburn and captured their first Southeastern Conference win since 2016. Well, bless their little hearts. Tennessee beat number 21 Auburn 30-24 to to capture its first SEC win since November of 2016. Two years, daggone. And its first win over an SEC West team since 2010. Daggone. After a week off, off both Tennessee's offense and defense had impressive performances the Vols tallied 398 total yards of offense while the defense forced three turnovers and capitalized off two of them well I'll just say congratulations to the Vols I don't watch them 
I guess congratulations now on next week to number one Alabama, and they ain't got a snowball's chance in hell over that. But anyway, that is good news. Something great in the volunteer state. So we're going to move right along. And now it's time for some entertainment news. You shall not Go ahead. Make my day. You can't handle the truth. In weekend box office news, coming from Variety.com box office, Venom, A Star is Born, topple Ryan Gosling's first man. Sony's Venom and Warner Brothers' A Star is Born are set to top the box office in the pair's second weekend, while a slew of new releases hit multiplexes led by Universal's first man. Venom is on its way to adding an estimated $32 million to its total for the top stop spot, bringing its domestic tally to $139 million. So that's good. $139 million in seven days. That's pretty good. Stars Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock, who becomes a host to the alien entity known as Venom. The Star is Born come in second place. That stars Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. And it's probably going to get a lot of Oscars, folks. This remake of a movie, of course, had Chris Christopherson and... Uh, I don't remember the other one, the original. But I know it had Chris Christopherson in the original. Uh, but anyway... Uh, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper's in A Star is Born. It's headed for $28 million in its sophomore frame, uh, which is pretty good. Uh, $66 million in its first week. And then finally, the other one was Universal's First Man, which has Ryan Gosling in it. And he's a pretty big star. Ryan Gosling's a pretty big deal. But it come into the uh, about, a, about a $16 million to $18 million range. And uh, it's the story about Neil Armstrong landing on the moon. Uh, it's supposed to be a real good movie. Also, will probably be an Oscar contender. It'll eventually make up a whole bunch of money. But those are the top three movies for the weekend. And that's a little bit of entertainment news. And folks, I believe we're done. So I just want to tell you all thank you again. Thank you for listening. Remember, we're going to take about two weeks off. I'm going to give uh, one more podcast. I'm going to try to do episode 10. This is episode 9 as we're recording it, but I'm going to try to do episode 10 this week, and I'm going to drop it, and then there'll not be another one until I get back from Mexico. And I really appreciate y'all listening. I really appreciate the support from the tens and tens of listeners that I have out there. Y'all are great people, and I really appreciate you. If you want to get the Anchor Podcast app, it's free in your app store either on Google Play or you can listen to me on Spotify or any of those things. Anywhere you can get podcasts, you can get this podcast. We're having a little bit of trouble with iTunes and the iPhone podcast app. You can listen to them on there, but you have to be able to get the link. It's not searchable yet. I've got um, a couple emails in to Anchor, and I'm trying to figure out what's going on with that. Maybe we can get that resolved by the time uh, I get back from Mexico. But anyway, I appreciate you all. And uh, I thank you all very much. So, it's me, Kevin Marshall, the host of the Kevin's Podcast Show. I want to tell you all thank you. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, folks, it is deuces and duck lips. And we have to make our core be in power. We have to bring jobs into America because our best export is entertainment and ideas. But when we make everything in China and not in America, then we're cheating on our country.
and we're putting people in positions to have to do illegal things to end up in the cheapest factory ever, the, uh, the prison system.